0: 1380 AM and 99.9 and 95.1 FM.
1: He's a special kind of sentinel.
0: Mr. DiPietro, who is in the eye of the storm. Suddenly, John DiPietro became the story. Radio talk show host, John DiPietro. All right, here we go. Uh, Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DiPietro. On this Monday, January 13th. This portion of the program is brought to you by K's. Remember, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, stop by K's. They're waiting for you. It's always a good vibe, friendly crowd. The sandwiches are delicious. I highly recommend the, uh, especially with the pastrami is fantastic. The steak sandwich is so delicious. And I love their uh, roast turkey. Stop by K's. You can't get a bad meal. They're waiting for you. Um, Folks, uh, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. We will be taking some of your phone calls a little bit later, seven six six thirteen eighty. 1380 But I wanted to uh, reach out because someone that's been so outspoken, and also he's, you know, he, I consider him an expert in covering the finances of different cities. And we saw this story reported by Channel 12. And it's frightening. The three largest cities in the state are Providence, Cranston, and Warwick. They go back and forth. Depends on whether or not Cranston says they're the second largest city. Warwick says, well, that's because you add in the population of the inmates at the ACI, but it's really Warwick. But either way, you slice it. It's 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 Providence, Cranston, Warwick. And two of the three, Providence and Warwick, have major, fine major, major financial trouble. Cranston is not Cranston is, you know, it's kinda like it's better than some of the others. But the the Cranston schools could be so much better. But anyhow, uh, but joining us, folks, he's a watchdog. He digs into it. He's outspoken. And uh, we want to welcome back to the program, say Happy New Year to our friend Ken Block. Good afternoon, Ken. Happy New Year, John. How are you? Ken, I am okay. but I thought of you instantly. And you've been uh, involved with trying to bring attention to the city of, of Warwick, with this uh, new, sales, new mayor, excuse me, I was going to say new car salesman, but new, new mayor of Warwick. And the information that Ted Nisi put out regarding how they're not putting any money aside. And basically, when you add up the two of them, uh, as far as health care finances and um, how much they should have set aside, it comes out to $1.4, $1.5 billion. It, it's a frightening number, Ken Block.
1: Sure, and that's only for retiree health care that is that does not include uh, unfunded pension liabilities, which pretty much doubles those numbers.
0: You know what? What is the system that they should be putting in for Ken? And how does something like this? Uh, how does it get so out of control? Where now? I, I think they they just feel like what's the point of putting any money into it because the numbers grown so large.
1: Yeah, I mean, so let's let's talk about Warwick specifically. Look, so Providence, uh, everybody has known that Providence has had a a really terrible problem with their unfunded liabilities. For years now, they've owed more than a billion dollars in unfunded pension liabilities and more than a billion dollars of retiree health care liabilities. We've known this has been a problem for probably more than a decade. It may not have quite been over a billion dollars for a decade, but, you know, those problems have been well known. Warwick really only popped up on the radar in the last couple of years uh, in terms of their liabilities. And, and, you know, make no mistake, Warwick, with 80,000 people, has unfunded liabilities for combined health care and pensions of over 800 million dollars. Right? I mean, it's an astonishing number, uh, and it's one that, that threatens to bring the city right down. And, uh, you know, yeah, Providence's numbers are, are, are well over $2 billion, right? They're, they're actually close to $2.5 billion. Um, But Providence has more businesses. They have more people, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, you ask how it got there. And we just witnessed this in Warwick over the last month. In the last month, Warwick's used car salesman of a mayor uh, rammed through a new firefighter's contract that uh, did not address the unfunded medical benefits for their retirees. And and it's important to note here that Warwick provides lifetime health care for its municipal retiree's lifetime. Uh, It's a benefit that most people can't even begin to put their head around, but that's what Warwick does. And uh, it's been well known that Warwick owes about 450 million for those lifetime benefits for their retirees. Uh, And in the new contract that just got executed, they didn't deal with that issue at all. They only dealt with it for brand new employees the impact of which won't be felt for 30 years. So they totally punted on dealing with the problem, and literally days after the contract was ratified uh, by the city council, the auditor general comes out and says, hey, yeah, Warwick and Providence, by the way, uh, it's unacceptable that you guys owe so much money for your unfunded medical liabilities and you got to start paying them down.
0: Why didn't that information come out before the contract was approved?
1: I, for the long, you know, for over this last month and a half, I've been asking myself the question: Why is Warwick trying to ram this contract home? I couldn't figure out why they were trying to do it. And, and by the way, they did ram it through because they actually tried to pull a stunt. And even though the contract was scheduled to be ratified on January sixth. They, they scheduled a special meeting the Friday before Christmas. They actually served the members of the council with a constable notice of the uh, of the meeting. Uh, and, and I couldn't figure out why they would go to that, those lengths to try and get the contract through. Why, why yep. would they do that? Well, and now, now we know, know why.
0: That's right, because right? they knew that this information was going to come out.
1: Right. And they wouldn't have been able to pass the contract in the form that it's in, ignoring the cost of these liabilities, had that come out before they executed the contract. It's really despicable. And, you know, there had to have been coordination. Assuming this is it, uh, the city of Warwick had to have had forewarning that this uh, was coming down the line, that this warning from the Auditor General was coming. uh, And that is a, a neat explanation for why they took the actions that they did you know I don't know this for a fact but uh, it is a simple explanation for why they went to the extraordinary lengths that they did and as a Warwick taxpayer uh, It is absolutely sickening to me that uh, the city of Warwick is so accommodating to their special interests and they're absolutely ignoring you know what the what the just all the other taxpayers in, in the city, Need from their elected officials, we're not getting it,
0: folks. Uh, good afternoon. It's uh, John DePietro speaking with Ken Block. You know, Ken, boy, this new mayor Solomon. It, I mean, he. I don't. He had a chance. He was obviously coming in after a mess where Avadija, Mayor Avedician was just sweeping everything under the rug, and Solomon. He. he I, I don't remember anyone. He's just proven to be. The invisible man, seemingly no backbone. Maybe his occupation as a used car salesman serves him well, but talk about a disappointment of of a mayor at a time that he he just doesn't want to address any hard issues.
1: Well, he is addressing hard issues. He's addressing labor peace, uh, and he's doing that at the expense of everybody else in the city. And, And look, historically... Warwick residents have have not punished their elected officials for making really terrible decisions like this. And and if you're going to change the balance, if you want to get your elected officials to pay as much attention to the taxpayers as they do to the special interests, uh, the taxpayers have to make more noise than the special interests do. And by and large in Warwick, they haven't done that, and this is what happened.
0: Boy, that is really amazing. Ken, I mean, and what they don't uh, seem to identify, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John Petro speaking with Ken Block, is, you know, both Warwick and Providence, this is, they have these types of deficits during a time that, you know, around the the nation, basically, there's surpluses, it's kind of a boom time in many ways. People talk about the new roaring 20s. But what's looming out there is if the state loses a congressional seat, which certainly seems to be on the path to do, something that goes hand-in-hand hand with that is is losing a lot of federal funds. And I'll tell you, Ken Block, that's when it all comes crashing down.
1: Yeah, look, uh, there's a lot of reckoning that that's coming down the tracks pretty fast at us. Uh, how does Warwick begin to make payments on these lifetime medical benefits when last year they were in such a, a financial jam up they actually cut sports uh, from the schools and they cut a, a list of 27, I think it was 27 things that that they cut from the schools because they didn't know how to pay for it. So you know, Warwick is, is, is the reckoning for Warwick is here. Uh, you know, I'm hearing rumblings that the schools may end up suing under Carullo for monies that they're not getting, right? I mean, so what What has happened in Warwick for, for decades is Warwick's mayors have, have fed uh, the beast, that is, their municipal labor unions, and they've starved everything else. And they continue to do that. That's what they just did uh, on January 6th. Uh, and they're not even paying attention to uh, how they pay for the schools, how they... Well they they actually get this, they borrowed money, they actually bonded so that they could pave the roads. Wow. So let's think about how idiotic that is. Right? A twenty year bond to do to take an action that won't last ten years, right? You you, you gotta repave inside of ten years. Right. And they're going to borrow across 20 years to, to pay for a job that you know, won't last 10, probably you know, five to six years is, is roughly w- w- you know, what you get out of a paving job. So you know, Warwick is, is just doing some awful things. There are a majority of the city council uh, clearly owned by labor, uh, and the mayor is also clearly uh, much more concerned about how labor views his actions than anybody else. And so you're left with a mess, and, you know, Solomon knows that the reckoning will happen after he leaves office, right? Uh, these council members are probably, some of them, you know, probably want to go to the General Assembly, and Labor will help them there. And, you know, it's, it really comes down to the public to vote these people out, right? I mean, it's the only way to fix this. Short of bankruptcy coming, right? And right. Uh, in the same way that bankruptcy, you know, helps settle up Central Falls, uh, it sure looks like it's what's going to happen here in Warwick because they're not taking – they're not making the hard decisions. They're taking the easy way out, and they're – I mean, we literally just watched them kick the can down the road. That's right. It just and, happened.
0: Yeah, just happened, It also it's going to happen again tomorrow night. Uh, Ken Block with Governor Raimondo with her State of the State. Boy, it's it's more just it's it's band-aids, it's it's gimmicks, it's uh, it, you know they're just like moving numbers around. It's like a shell game. No one, no one takes accountability. And this really jumped out. Kathy Gregg tweeted out watch list. Rhode Island Treasurer Seth Magaziner will neither confirm nor deny reports bubbling out of Rhode Island's union world. He's shopping a proposal to reinstate more frequent COLA payments to retirees, though not necessarily more money. You know, Ken, as we are some of the people like Seth Magaziner, who's term limited out, that by all accounts, he's going to run for governor in 2022. This is just more of they're making promises to try to get support from special interests, all You know, who cares what the financial condition is? Who cares what's fear to the taxpayers? It, it all just becomes, it's, it's a money-eating machine of special interest that people like, whether it's magazine or whoever, that they're more than too happy to feed.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that is exactly what it is uh, for those who strive for higher office. Uh, unfortunately, uh, many of them, Determine that the path of least resistance is to go along to get along. That's right. Uh, and, and that's what they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, we need heroes. We, we need elected officials who are going to be fiscally responsible, who are going to do the right thing for the taxpayers. Uh, and it's it seems that the more time that goes on, the fewer and fewer people are willing. Yep. To step up and, and do that. I mean, you know, I, I've been talking to to some members of the General Assembly who refuse to do anything to aggravate labor in any way, shape, or form because they're worried about winning reelection. And you know, how is it that you justify your existence? And I'm talking about Republicans. I'm not talking about Democrats. Um, how do you justify your existence up there as a member of the opposition? when you're unwilling to be the voice of the opposition. Right. Right? So, I mean, we're really in a jam. Uh, Our political system is a mess, and our elected officials (laughs) on both sides of the aisle at times are absolutely unwilling to pick up the mantle for the taxpayer and protect them. You know? And, And I would argue that if you're unwilling... If you're if you're a Republican, if you're a member of the opposition party, and you're unwilling to do your job and defend the taxpayers, because yeah. that's why you're up there, right? I don't I don't know why you think you're worthy of being reelected.
0: I'll tell you, Ken. That vote in Warwick, uh, I believe, it was five to four. I mean that I, I just don't think these people either they don't know or they don't care, but they are absolutely putting the city on a path to ruin. I, I don't see many years ago, Warwick was a place where people could live and send their kids to the schools. No one is certainly raving about the the schools now. It has um, a lot of different problems from the roads. No one's ever addressed and I, this mayor certainly isn't. You know, West Shore Road, just the traffic gets worse and worse. A city that had at one time, you know, uh, so much success because of retail, but more retail goes online. You're talking about If Cranston didn't have Garden City and and didn't have uh, Chapel View, which came from private development, two of the 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 the, the state's major cities easily in any type of a hiccup, they cannot survive. The state could not survive any type of hiccup with the economy, or it's it's going to come down and it's going to crash down hard and fast.
1: Yeah, I mean it's right, but uh, a down year in the stock market. uh, It's going to take a terrible toll on Providence. Yes. Right? Uh, And look, across the board, over the last six, seven years, the stock market has literally doubled in value. Right. Right? It's gone up 100%, if not more. And all these communities that are seriously underfunded... Right, And in the case of, of Providence and Warwick, where they don't have a dime saved to pay for the retiree lifetime health care promise that they've made, what, when the stock market doubles and you have no money invested, you don't, you don't win. Right. There's no there. The, 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 these cities have missed out. And for the for the communities that have underfunded their pensions. Right. So let's say you have 20 million dollars in, in, invested and you owe 400 million. Right. Well, your 20 million turned into 40 million. But guess what? That doesn't get you out of your jam. Right. right? You, you needed 100 million invested and then magically it becomes two hundred because the stock market doubled, right? Mm. So when, when these communities shortchange their investments, when they don't put in the money they're supposed to put in to pay for these long-time promises, you, you end up ultimately, you're going to end up exactly like Central Falls. I mean, there, there, there's, there's really no way to escape that fate. And by the way, every time we talk about a community in distress, you better start including Johnston. Because Johnston's actuaries, uh, <laughs> right in the valuation report for their pensions, came right out and said, you've got four years of assets left.
0: Well, you don't hear a lot about that. Ken, one last thing is um, you notice the mayor of uh, – when, when Alorza gives his state of the city this year, He, I don't think he'll get into – the financial problems of Providence, and it certainly doesn't sound like Solomon is addressing this in any way. If Channel 12, the Auditor General, if they didn't come out with this stuff, I, I don't see that. it's like the people in charge, the coaches on the sideline, they don't want any of the people in the stands to look up at the scoreboard.
1: Right. The, the, the more that the public is checked out of all of this, the easier it is for elected officials to wreak havoc – Without accountability, right? So here's what's remarkable about Warwick. This was the first time in, in, in my memory that a contract saw the light of day before it was voted on. Uh, now, that didn't change the outcome, right? Uh, the mayor and, and the majority of the council, look, in the, in the meetings prior to the ratification vote of this firefighter's contract, Serious issues were surfaced about the contract, including errors in the contract, ambiguities in the contract, right? Now, I sign contracts in my business with some regularity. Shame on me to knowingly sign a contract that I know has errors in it, right? In fact, that would make me one of the dumber CEOs in the world to execute a contract that I know know, is probably going to come back and bite me someday, uh, and yet that's what the city of Warwick did. That's what hey. five out of nine city council members chose to do. Wow. And that's after it all, after, after all of the bad stuff was surfaced. Before they took the vote, all of this came out. And yet they did it anyway.
0: Yeah. What's the rush? I don't get it. Well, now we do know why. Folks, he's Ken yep. Block. Ken, keep up the good work. We'll see what happens. Uh, should be an interesting year ahead, and we'll talk to you again. Great. Thanks, John. All right, folks. There it is. Ken Block. You know, I give him so much credit. The guy is a watchdog. He does the best he can. Um, he is someone, it's it's unfortunate. He tries to apply logic to a lot of these situations. And that's something that in some ways uh, you almost have to leave out of it. Well, good afternoon. Right now it's uh, 127. I want to say good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live. There's Melissa. Nice seeing you at the play. Cinderella was terrific. There's Christine. What about Avedishian? He should be investigated. That's right. Uh, and also... Um, that's right. That Herbert is exactly right. Uh, hi there, Judy. I think Romo's great. Knowledgeable, great. That's I'm telling you. He is just fantastic. Romo is not obnoxious. Well, you know, whenever someone puts something like that, Christine puts Romo as obnoxious, then you have to put who is it you prefer over something like that. Who do you prefer then? Romo's obnoxious. You can't just throw out a criticism. Then you have to say, I prefer so-and-so. I'm telling you, as someone that watches a lot of football, and I've been watching it for a very long time. He, there's no one better. He is the best. Um, so, if you want to, and there's Christine Collins. I usually agree with her, but if you want to criticize, then tell me who you think is better because I don't. I don't find anyone better. Uh, people used to Phil Simms at times was good. Uh, Romo is better than Troy Aikman. Tony Romo on the verge of a huge deal with ESPN. Now CBS has the right to match. I don't think they let him go. I don't think they let him go. But they do have the right to match. All right, 766-13-8. 6, 6, now, there's a lot of things in the news that I'm going to bring you up to speed on. And one of the things is the nominations are out for the Academy Awards. And I, I, I'm telling you, folks, as someone that I, I, uh, I love going to see a, a good film. There's nothing more in some ways just relaxing for your mind than, than going into a theater. I prefer them when it's dead and there's no one in there. And then you can really just watch it. There's, I, I think it's over. I think it's over. Now, fortunately, there's good things on Netflix and HBO and Showtime and even Amazon. But it's over. Best picture. Here are the movies. Ford versus Ferrari. Didn't see it. Didn't get great reviews. Irishman. I watched The Irishman. It's too long. And I don't mean a little long. I mean it's like 40 minutes too long. And I don't like what they did with the whole special effects. There's too much. It's just too slow moving. That is not worthy of best picture. Jojo Rabbit. Didn't see it. Stars the little kid. Joker. I've heard very good things about it. Uh, I don't like the fact that Robert De Niro's in it. I am going to watch that. I'll rent it. But Joker. Little Women. Didn't see it. Marriage Story. Is that an, You know, I saw it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And it's not best picture. 1917 about the First World War. That I've heard. And that I do want to see parasite is up for best picture i can't believe this are you ready once upon a time in hollywood is up for best picture listen i basically walked out of that film at the very it, it is so not worth it i got tricked into it i don't like tarantino he's way overrated brad pitt and leonard it, it, i don't know if it's them it's the script it's not worthy of best picture it's a fraud if you see that film i would never see that again Totally not worth it. Actor in a leading role. Antonio Banderas. Didn't see him. Leonardo DiCaprio. Again, him and Adam Driver. They're not worth it. They're not. Maybe um, Phoenix and Joker. You know what I'm glad did not? I was on a plane last month. And one of the films you could watch was uh, Jennifer Lopez and Hustler. And when that movie came out... It was all the oh, she's gonna get a nomination. I couldn't make it through the film. And she she doesn't act. That's not acting. I'm so glad. Oh, she got snubbed. She doesn't deserve it. They got, I mean, that's like the, the highlight. Here's the other thing: actress in a leading role. Renee Zellweger. The film about Judy Garland was ripped to shreds. She's nominated for actress in a leading role. There's something wrong. Now. Um, hold on. Where are the other nominees? You know, I've had years where I've actually seen everything nominated. But they're so bad this this year. It's getting worse. As I've said, I don't want to be a broken record. Uh, Actor in a supporting role. Tom Hanks. I didn't see him as Mr. Rogers. Maybe he'll win. Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I think that's the two popes. I didn't watch that yet. Al Pacino. Does not deserve it for Hoffa in uh, The Irishman. Joe Pesci, maybe. Him or Tom Hanks. Brad Pitt, definitely not. And I like Brad Pitt. I liked him in Moneyball. You can't nominate him. He can't win for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You You can't make it through the film. If I could have flipped it off, I would have flipped it off. Meaning, shut it off. Actress in a supporting role. Kathy Bates didn't say Laura Dern. Eh. Margot Robbie. That can't be for once upon a I think that's, that, that movie bombed. What is it? The The movie about Fox News? Oh, uh, it's so broken. My God, they've destroyed it. But you know what the good news is? Again, there's really nothing to see. Um... Some of this other stuff I just haven't seen. Not that I have. There, there have been years. where I, I mean, I've, I've actually seen everything nominated. And there were different films that I saw that when I saw it, I said, now that's going to win. Like when you saw Slumdog Millionaire, they're like, now that is a great film or things like that. I didn't think uh, Green Book was that great. It was good. I don't think that was worth it. No, I don't think so. All right. But at least De Niro did not get nominated for best for uh, best actor and my god if if j-lo had been nominated for hustler huh my god that you you can't even get through the film you can't i can't you can't even trust the critics anymore all right couple other things in the news harry and uh, i love the uh, mix it so they're out the queen put out a statement and they're gonna live in either canada seems like canada Seems they're going to live in Canada. But they are done. They had the big meeting, and they're gone. How about this? A couple things, folks. 133, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Phone lines are open, 401-766-1380, 401-766-1380. You can email me, john at dipietro.com. So Governor Amundo delivers her a state of the state tomorrow. So that is tomorrow night. More foolishness, nothing they can afford, nothing that will uh, change the dynamic, nothing that helps Small businesses or improves your life. It's just going to be more taxes or fees. The Iowa caucus is coming. Cory Booker dropped out of the race today. New Monmouth University poll in Iowa. I don't know where Iowa is. Biden, 24%. Bernie Sanders, 18%. Mayor Pete, 17%. Elizabeth Warren, 15%. Biden was fourth. About a week ago. So that seems um, very fluid. Amy Klobuchar, 8%. But I'll tell you something that's interesting that's going on right now in Iowa. And that is that the Bernie Sanders camp is now fighting with Elizabeth Warren. Sanders told Elizabeth Warren in private in 2018 that a woman can't win. Now that is being leaked by the the Elizabeth Warren people. So they are putting that out there to try to sabotage him. And then we'll see how he reacts. Now, this is on the heel. Sanders takes jabs from Trump and Warren. Bernie Sanders found himself on the receiving end of attacks from both President Trump and Elizabeth Warren on Sunday. Reflection of the rising his rising status in the Democrat presidential race. In a tweet, well, that's one thing about Trump. But it was Warren. Her and Bernie Sanders have not been attacking each other. And apparently the Sanders people had talking points out on the stump what they're was trying they supposed to say to people if they say they're going to support uh, Ber, uh, Elizabeth Warren. Her comments came in response to a report in Politico revealing the Sanders campaign canvassing script suggests volunteers telling voters leaning towards Elizabeth Warren, people who support her are highly educated, more affluent people who are going to show up and vote Democrat no matter what, bringing no new beasts into the Democrat Party. So, and on top of that, apparently, Warren Sanders spar, rear show of discord. Um, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders will report Sanders' campaign volunteers had called her a candidate of the elite. We're disappointed to hear Bernie is sending his volunteers out to trash me. I hope he reconsiders, turns his campaign in a different direction. They are friends, fellow U.S. senators, agreed early to avoid any type of criticism of each other. But how great is this? Now they're starting to turn on each other. Sanders said yesterday he did not approve the negative talking points about other candidates. We have over 500 people in our campaign. People do certain things. I'm sure her people do things as well. But you've heard me for months. I've never said a negative word about Elizabeth Warren. Now, they have a debate tomorrow night. So tomorrow night, is it is actually a big TV night because you do have um, Governor Mundo. Is going to give her ridiculous state of the state, and then you have the debate in Iowa, and the situation in Iowa it is um, it is very very fluid, very very fluid. How about this in the Boston Herald? Support dwindles for the transportation climate initiative. Now this is the Governor Amundo initiative that she wants to put a tax, raise the tax on your gasoline, thirty five cents. Now that is dwindling, so there's nowhere to go with that. Um, what was some of the other news that I want to... Uh, let's see. Abby Huntsman announced she's leaving the view to work with her father during his campaign for governor of Utah. I don't think she was particularly strong. But the, uh, the Bernie Sanders telling... Uh, the, the Elizabeth Warren people leaking. Meghan Markle his, will never return to Britain to live, to live, a friend claims. She's been miserable since she got there absolutely miserable since she's got there. And with with the you know, I, I the royal family, I mean there is something interesting about them. And if you watch the here it is. If you watch the the crown, um the queen is is a remarkable individual, but her and Harry just have no interest in it in any way. The tabloids over there are out of control. And on top of that, how about so the one of the tabloids there, the sun? They're gonna have the US sun. Um, in anticipation anticipation of them moving to Los Angeles. Bernie Sanders told Elizabeth Warren in a private meeting that women can't win, source says. Now that's coming from the Warren camp. Who else would it be from? The stakes were high when Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren met at her apartment in D.C. one evening in December of 2018. The longtime friends knew they could soon be running against each other for president. The two agreed that if they ultimately face each other, they should remain civil, avoid attacking one another, They also discussed the best way to beat President Trump. She could make a robust argument about the economy or in broad support from female voters. Sanders responded he did not believe a woman could win. The description of that meeting is based on the accounts of four people. Two people Warren spoke with directly after the encounter and two people familiar with the meeting. That evening, Sanders expressed frustration what he saw as a growing focus among Democrats on identity politics. According to one of the people familiar with the conversation, Warren told Sanders she disagreed with his assessment. A woman could not win, three of the four sources said. Sanders denied the characterization of the meeting in a statement to CNN. It is ludicrous to believe she told me if she was going to run for president. I would tell her that she couldn't win. It's sad. Three weeks before the Iowa caucus and a year after that private conversation staff weren't in the room or lying about what happened folks what does this tell you it tells you that the Elizabeth Warren people leaked this story to CNN that's what it tells you so that's where things they are turning on each other the days are uh, are mounting and you know someone is gonna that that's what's at stake right now but how great is that? So President Trump, all he has to do is just stay out of the fray. Look, they're turning on each other. They're turning on each other. Good afternoon to everybody on uh, Facebook Live. Wolf writes, good movies being produced. Um, Hustler was trash, wasn't it, Janet? I couldn't get through it. I was, And I was on a long plane flight. Nine-hour flight, ten-hour, whatever it was. I couldn't get I I shut it off. There was nothing else to do. I actually then ended up watching something else, but uh, it's that bad. Um, uh, let's see. Some of the uh, Romo is great. He is. He's knowledgeable. I like Tony Romo. All right. Good afternoon. How about thumbs up, everybody on Facebook Live? Thank you to everybody that watches Facebook Live. Folks, you can comment with other people. Boy, the Facebook page has really been um, really incredible. I was getting. I've been getting email from people. Why don't you post more on the Facebook? I, I mean, how much more can I post on Facebook pages? More than anyone else. We had our Chafee poll. He's up to 4% for president in our Facebook, uh, Facebook poll. So 4%. And the Chafee people were trotting it out, showing that he doubled his uh, percent from uh, two years ago. Two years ago, he was at 2%. Now he's at 4%. 922 votes. Would you vote Link Chafee for president of the United States? 96% said no, never. You also get, how about this? Who would you support? Cicilline or Langevin? 318 comments. Folks, you can comment on that as well. See, I, I think Langevin's going to run for governor. That's my... He has said that, by the way. He has said that... I also meant to mention to um, Justin Katz the fact that uh, that as much as the journal did write about Calabro, that whole foolishness with her Facebook page, they didn't even get to the stuff that she posts about President Trump. But if you're a teacher and you're the the head of the union and you can't make it through an interview with the Providence Journal without profanity. I mean that don't you think that speaks volumes? I have done a lot of interviews in, during my career. I've never had an interview where the reporter put uh, that you know that I then used profanity and they had to, you know, put blanket out or something like that. Never. So Cicilline blames the US sided with Iran, 558 comments. He's got a piece in this morning's Providence Journal where he's still going after the president on Iran. Meanwhile, in Iran, the situation in Iran, folks, see, this to me, the president, President Trump is so smart. Did you hear about this? He put out a tweet that the Iranian people, in their language, that they could understand. And it's the most, let me just... It's the most uh, read tweet in the history of Twitter. And the people of Iran are treating America as their friend. So, which is the way it should be. Let me just find, uh, in Farsi, that's right. Trump tweet in Farsi. His message in Farsi, supporting Iranian protesters, is the most liked Persian tweet in the history of Twitter. You know, he's so wise. And the amount of people that knock him on that, the amount of people that knock President Trump. Here's this other thing, and I'm seeing it right now. President Trump, what is it, the latest? He approved the killing seven months ago, says NBC News. According to NBC News, citing current former senior administration officials, he issued a presidential directive in June granting permission for the U.S. operation to kill the Iranian general Soleimani. The directive include the condition he would have the final sign off in any specific operation. So what's wrong with that? He should have been killed seven months ago. Well, they got intelligence where he was. And on top of that, see that shows that this wasn't just done in a moment's notice. When they were attacking our embassy and they killed an American, that's when all bets were off. All right, 766-1380. 766-1380. But the situation in Iowa is positive. The fact that the Elizabeth Warren people have floated out for everyone to see, and they're claiming that Bernie Sanders said a woman could never be elected president, that is gender politics. And I actually don't blame Bernie Sanders saying we have to get away from gender politics. This is ridiculous. You know, personally, I'm tired of it. All they talk about is we need to find – why can't you get the best possible person, right? That's what you would want, whoever it may be. All right, now, Did you hear the story about Central Falls? You didn't? I'm going to tell you about it later. If you missed any of our discussion earlier, and I had Terry Gorman on, go to the website, com. you click on podcast. Every hour is posted there. Hey, folks, on this Monday, I want to remind you about West Fountain Auto Body. Were you in an accident? If you ever find yourself in an auto accident, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They're going to work for you, you, mister, not the insurance company, West Fountain. And remember, on top of that, since 1927, the original, the best, if you're in an accident... If you can drive your vehicle there, your first phone call is to West Fountain at 272-3340. If the tow truck shows up because you can't drive your vehicle, ask the tow truck operator to bring your vehicle to West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, they'll handle everything for you, and they will work for you, not the insurance company. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340. Good afternoon, folks. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. We'll take your phone call, 766-1380. Big news day. tomorrows a, It's actually a big news week, never mind, with the impeachment heading to the Senate. And that's going to cause a blockout in many ways for Iowa. Iowa caucus, the gloves are coming off. Between Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, a lot more ahead on the John DePietro show.
2: Do you own and operate a small business and you rely on communicating with your employees while they're out in the field? Well, if you do, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. This is Sal with T Mobile for Business, and I encourage you to reach out to me today at 401 332 000. This is the perfect time to make the switch to T Mobile for Business. Right now, we have unlimited plans with unlimited talk, text, and data. With no contract, great deals on iPhones and Samsungs, this is the perfect time to make the switch to T-Mobile for Business. Stop wasting money. Call me for a free consultation at 401-332-0000. Again, 401-332-0000. Stop wasting money with your current cell phone carrier. Call me today. Sal with T-Mobile for Business. 401-332-0000.
0: Well, remember, listen, the temperatures have been all over the place, so you don't know what the heating is, but the heating season is here. It's going to get colder. Folks, let J. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, and they're more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, then no problem. Let J. Engineering ...design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter and they cool in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. You know, for over 53 years, J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts... Your heating system, you want it to work as efficiently as possible, call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. Now remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. They do it right the first time. Call J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600.
3: I'm on the road and... At Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price, guaranteed, and it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front-wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. buick gmc south is new england's number one buick dealer and rhode island's number one gmc dealer get the lowest price anywhere paul massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed lease a 2020 terrain sle front wheel drive for only 198 a month for 39 months with 2488 due at signing great selection top-notch service and the lowest one price only at paul massey
0: immortal seats Folks, for the next big game you want to go to, you can rely on Immortal Seats. Call them 888-933-SEAT. Download their free app. It's Immortal Seats. And remember, your first purchase with the app, type in promo code 30OFF30OFF. Immortal Seats. Bruins tickets. Celtics tickets. Taylor Swift. Kenny Chesney. Motley Crue. Immortal Seats. Michael's right there on Smith Street in North Providence. Check out their Facebook page. Immortal Seats, also the website, but download the free app immortal seats. You can also you sell your tickets to Immortal Seats, Immortal Seats, making memories one seat at a time.
2: You are listening to the John DePetro show on 99.9 FM and
0: 1380 AM. News talk WNRI. All right, folks, and we're back on this Monday. Remember, visit the website, ThePetro.com. I think the story of the day is the front page of the Providence Journal. New students pour in. Central Falls wants more money. 400 new students from Guatemala have enrolled in the Central Falls school system, and they want over $1 million. They're all illegals. 766-1380. To the phones we go. Good afternoon. You're next on The John DePietro Show. Hello.
2: Oh, hello, John. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm thoroughly enjoying, as we all are, Oh, thank you. your, uh, your, your just moment by moment analysis and just your, your commentary is, is, is excellent. I appreciate uh, that. Rem- reminiscent of the I-Man. In oh, that's my very, that's a high, uh, high
0: compliment. A huge and, hero of mine. Rest uh, in peace.
2: I, I would really have, you know, just uh, your comments on Hollywood and the movies and all that. And I could just, I could just, I could hear his echoing. In the past um yeah the the central falls i mean yeah terry Gorman what a what a tr- what a what a solid soldier patriot in the uh, in the fight yep. um, yeah patriot exactly and uh yeah this is outrageous it's it's just a terrible thing um that's going on uh uh what can we you know it, you know, as you said, it's 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 the mail-in ballots. It's it's who's counting the votes. That that's the bottom line. It really is. And, uh, I mean, that's yeah. what it
0: comes down to. But you think yep. of just the cost of that, the amount yep. of cost per pupil. Now that's four hundred yep. new one. Never mind the current students that are there. That seventy yep. percent, I believe it's seven seven zero seventy percent of the students in the Central Falls School District are in the country illegally. When you start to do yep. the numbers. Of what yeah. that costs—it's astronomical money that we are paying for, you're paying for, sure. I'm paying for. The state yeah. pays for that school
2: district. Indeed, indeed, and also, I mean, it's the same clientele that's 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 promoting all of this. Like now, as far as uh, Ms. Um, Calabro there, the uh, the head of the Providence uh, you know teacher Union there. I mean, it, yeah, she's a disgrace, and if she keeps talking like that, I mean, this with all due respect, we we shouldn't call her the head of the uh, Providence. Uh, you know, teachers, union. You know, we should call it the ass of it. All uh, right. Well, you let's,
0: know I mean. uh, no, I, I don't want to. I, I understand what you're saying, but but and, and, and I understand the play on words. But just think about this mm-hmm. for a moment. You know, you mm-hmm. are a teacher. You're also the head of the teachers union. You're doing an interview with the Providence Journal and she yep. can't get through the interview without using profanity. There's oh, yeah. something well, wrong. I don't know how yeah. you don't step back and say, then obviously we have the wrong person. Is it asking Indeed. too much? For someone that's in the classroom with students, who represents all of the supposed teachers, is it asking too much that they be able to conduct themselves in an interview with the, the state paper, which is the Province Journal, and not use profanity? Are we asking it, too much?
2: No, it shouldn't be. But shouldn't again, be. this is no, it shouldn't be. You're right. Yep, exactly. Terrible. Exactly. Absolutely yeah, it embarrassing. It is. It's, it's beneath. I mean, again. Teachers' union, uh, you know. Again, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you should set an example. And uh, I know, I, you know, I went a bit off the, uh, off the. Uh, I'm a set of the head,
0: again, the behind, and that type of thing. Well, but you know you what know, else? Again, Hold on. What else they don't get into in the Providence Journal? But if you go to my Facebook page, I put it out. You know, they talk about this fake post that she made. That was very serious accusation. So she was claiming that players from Pilgrim were using the uh-huh. N word. And saying, go yeah. back to the ghetto girls from Mount Pleasant. And all of it was completely false. What the Providence Journal also ignored of the fact that I've highlighted on my Facebook page is if you go uh-huh. into her Twitter feed, which is another form of social media, the outrageous language she uses about the president of the United States, calling him human scum. He's an uh-huh. imbecile. He's idiotic. Again, that is unprofessional. It is uh-huh. unacceptable. It, yeah. it, there's no decorum there. Like my no, God, exactly. how is that? You you are a teacher. You're the head of the teachers union. It's it's unprofessional and uh, inappropriate, and no one Absolutely. speaks up about it.
2: I'm, exactly. It's it's Think just yeah, ridiculous. Right, right. Well, well, also, yeah. I mean, our our, you know, again, that that disgraced Cicilline. He was doing it. I mean, it, it, that that was all set forth just after the election, right? I mean, they were no. all doing it. What's her na- what's her name? Uh, Walsh. From the, that's uh, from, right.
0: That is about her. That's true. I, I put someone that's a teacher. I don't think Cicilline, You know, he may call the president a liar and this stuff, but I haven't seen calling him did human profanity. scum I'm and that. I, I mean, I'm I don't. I don't know about that. But okay. it's just it. It depends on the barometer you want. If someone again, you, you're a teacher. You're the head of the teachers' union. Of you're course. not doing an interview every day. You. you and uh-huh. here's the thing. You're, you're doing an interview about language that you use that was completely wrong, erroneous. And they, right. they have to black out what you said because you uh-huh. can't do the interview without using profanity. That That's an embarrassment. She, right. she shouldn't be there.
2: Correct. My God. Yeah. What's going Absolutely. on in the classroom? We don't want to know. Well, and that, it all I adds up.
0: That. I think, you know, you raise a good point. I, I think we know what's going on. Thank you for the call. I think we know what's going on in the classroom. Folks, this story in Central Falls. Now, listen, I don't live in Central Falls. That's not breaking news. Most of you listening don't live in Central Falls. The state's smallest city, which shouldn't even be a city. They're one mile long. An influx of new students, they're asking for $1 million in emergency funds. Why? 400 new illegal students from Guatemala. Why do we have to pay for that? Why do you have to pay for that? You know, why can't that go... How about taking, as I've said earlier, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean Pietro. What if you took $1 million and you were going to put that, a program, for students in Smithfield that are gifted students? If you're an A-plus student in the Smithfield school system, you're getting a $1 million grant for some added benefit of some way, courses or study or whatever it may be, or you're in Lincoln, or, as I said, Smithfield or North Smithfield or Cumberland or Woonsocket or Johnston or, or anywhere like that. The money is going because kids from Guatemala are being brought here and they get free lunch and they get free breakfast and they can't speak English. And a new student shows up every other day. And that's just Central Falls, 400 new students. And we talked to Terry Gorman earlier. The city of Providence had 1,200 new students since last spring. And then the city of Pawtucket had 600, I think, or 700. 700 in Pawtucket. So you do Providence, you do Central Falls and Pawtucket. That's somewhere in the neighborhood of 2,300 new students. Just this year alone, from mainly Guatemala, some from Columbia and some of the... um, the other South American countries just this year alone and and, and, and the taxpayers are picking that up I, I and I would argue in a state that they can't afford it and how generous are the benefits people are moving to Central Falls and Providence and Pawtucket moving there from Maine from New Hampshire from Connecticut from Massachusetts all moving into Rhode Island because the word is out that if you're in the country illegally, the most generous benefits happen to be in the smallest state. Folks, we can't afford it. Forget about it. That's the flushing, taking $1 million, $1 million and giving it to Central Falls. Because you have a huge influx of students from Guatemala. Why, why can't the, that money be spent on A-plus students from America?
3: Terrible. He's John D.P.
0: That's going to do it for this Monday. Hey, uh, tonight, I predict an LSU win. They're just too strong, two weeks to prepare. Uh, we're back tomorrow at 11. Remember, visit the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You miss any portion of the show, just go to the website, and you can listen under podcast. John Dion program is next, right here after the 2 o'clock news. Mm-hmm. WNRI and W236CW1socket, 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.